What is going on, everyone? I'm Steve. I am NFF by committee today. I'm joined by two highly accomplished uh, analysts in the Twitter game, Akash at YZR underscore fantasy, and Kevin is uh, Dubois underscore 22. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining uh, the committee this week. Um, I am really hyped to get your input, and it is we are recording on a Thursday. We'll air on Saturday, but it's a fi- officially the first game of the NFL season. I hope you guys are excited as I am because we have waited so long for this. I feel like the offseason gets longer and longer every single week. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, appreciate having on. Anytime I can prove a cost wrong, I'm always I'm always <laughs> glad to be on the show. I uh you know what I love the attitude already. So let's dive right into it. Guys, it is time for fantasy by committee. Let's hit that intro. Let's go. All right. Big thanks to my buddy Ben Michaels for putting together that music for us. Um, and I am really ready to dive right in to our first segment. Um, and that segment is just lovingly referred to as... Yes, we are buying or selling takes this year, and I just love throwing graphics and music up on the screen because it's less time I have to talk during this. So, Akash, you'll start uh, on the – you'll take the first take. Kevin, you'll take the second take, and we'll uh, trade off from there, okay? So, Akash, buy or sell, Justin Herbert will lead the league in passing yards this year. Um, There's a lot of candidates, but – so, like, Justin Herbert against the field, I would take the field. But Justin Herbert uh, against, like, just uh, at odds, I think that he has a good chance. I think Vegas has him one of the highest odds, if not the highest. So, yeah, I'll say buy it. Sure. I right, like will buy Bye. Kevin. Yeah, I hate to agree the first one. I, I think it's close. I mean, last year he was second right behind Brady. I mean, so he's so depressing. It. I think they're going to be in – that, in that division – I think the game scripts are going to really do well with him having to throw the ball a lot because I think it's going to be high-scoring games, especially in that division. So I would buy this. I was looking for the odds earlier, and it, it kind of just depends. But I think he's the I think he's the highest odds. Is he really? Wow. So I uh, a lot of these questions come right out of my projections, and I actually just, without looking at Vegas odds, projected him to have the most. Uh, so it's basically when you guys buy or sell, it's either you're agreeing with me or disagreeing with me on top of each other, which – really makes for a fun time for me because usually then I have to defend whatever I've come up with. But I always like to start with a little bit more of a softball one. Justin Herbert, everyone loves him. But here's one. Uh, Kevin, we're going to start with you. Do you buy or sell that James Conner will regress to a back-end RB2 borderline flex play? Yeah, I'm buying that. I'm out on James Conner this year. Based on cost, based on I think he does regress a little bit. I think that the health thing is a real concern as well. Like, I, I don't... I think he's fine, but he's going to be a flex. Like, if you're banking on him being a running back one, like I think some people are doing right now, which is crazy to me, I'm out there in redraft. I think in Dynasty, you should have got rid of him last year. Um, I think he's going to regress a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll sell the narrative. I think the, the volume is going to be good and as well as the high value touches in the red zone and in the passing game, especially uh, without Edmonds and with instead of Edmonds having Eno or Daryl Williams. So it right. should be more in the receiving game. And uh, obviously, you know, he's going to get the goal line work and so in a good offense. So I think he is kind of straddling the line between an RB1 and an RB2, kind of straddling the line between a running back that you want in the first couple of rounds and the running back dead zone. But I think that uh, I don't think he's going to regress as far to be a, like a low end RB2 slash flex. But I could see him finishing around like RB16 or something. He, he could be RB8 again like he was around last year uh, just off the volume and touchdown rate. But I think that, I don't know, there's some validity to the take if he does uh, regress a lot in that department. But I, I think that the volume would just be too good. So does it worry like either of you that half of his points almost came from touchdowns last year? Like, uh, like I think it's something like 46% of his points came just on touchdowns. Um, not really. I mean, a little bit because I think his uh, touchdown rate was like one of the highest of the decades. It's like, like, like the top twenty uh, out of like a thousand running backs. But that's kind of what his role is, and so it'll come down a little bit, but it sh- should still be good. Is he an outlier? Am I yeah. an outlier here? That's uh, you I, are. James I think, Connor touchdown machine. I would be more. I'd be more concerned. You got that dog in him. Hell yeah. I'd be. I'd be more concerned if they had brought somebody in, but they didn't really bring anybody. In. I like Darrell Williams. Like I, I like Darrell Williams, but he hasn't beat out you know Midgerman, which doesn't make you know in terms of what he did in camp. I just think that Connor is more of a running back too. I think he's getting drafted as a running back one. Which if you want to take that shot, that's fine. I just I'm just worried about. I think this offense is going to regress a little bit too. I like I like Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown's one of my favorite players this year. Um, but I do think that this offense could take a step back. AJ Green, I think they will maybe rely on Connor, but Connor hasn't been that great of a pass catching back. He's been okay. I do think Daryl can step in there. I don't know what the hell Eno is doing in front of him, but I do think Daryl can make a make a solid play for that role. Uh, in my home league, I think, think Daryl might just be bad. Okay, come on, he's not that bad. He did, he did well pretty, last year. I, he's pretty I think, bad uh, in terms of like a as, as a rusher. He was awful last year. And well, what, how is he? Wait, hold on. Tell me how he was awful. I mean, he didn't do too bad last year. Efficiency wise, I think. Oh, here we go. He was <laughs> awful. Here we go. Efficiency. It's not like efficiency matters, but Daryl, it's like we're talking about Daryl fucking Williams here. It's not like he's anyone established. I'm not surprised. Hey, he had 57 that, you know, targets last enough. year. Yeah, I know because he's started some games, you know. It he's going to start some games in Arizona too, right? He could, I think yeah. He will. Maybe. Uh, I heard that Eno beat him out, so we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. I think I think Eno might have beat him out, honestly. Like, Eno is, had, like, had, had, hasn't a role so far um, playing behind Drake, Edmonds, and Connor, but his profile from college was pretty good in terms of handling volume, so, okay. yeah. you know, you, you could see him, like, all the reports so far have been that he's in line for RB2 duties. And so if, if Connor goes down, I think you could see, you know, start some games instead of Daryl. And I mean, it's not like Daryl's super established. He just signed there. He was a late free agent signing. So. All right. So we're half in half out on James Connor. I'll break that tie. He's my RB 20. Like that's where I have him uh, right off the bat, but let's move on to another. Um, well, actually much more of a superstar player. Do you buy or sell that? Akash, we'll start with you. That Devontae Adams will not miss a beat 
with Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers? Not miss a beat is tough, but I don't think that I'm as low on him as some people are because some people are taking it a bit too far for the best wide receiver in the league. I definitely do expect him to still compete for being one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. So, yeah, I'll buy the buy that he won't miss a beat. It's like a small beat, you know. I'm playing the content. It's all good. Sure. Yeah, you know, I don't think he'll miss a beat. I think he's fine. He'll be a top six guy, right? That's probably where you have him ranked. Like, I think I have him at four, five. So I think, four. I think, yeah, I, I mean, have with, him at two. Yeah, well, you're, yeah, I mean, he'll be up there. I think that if you're in the top five, you're fine where he's getting drafted. And I do think that Carr and him playing together plays a big role. I think Waller being kind of in out right now, based on what's going on with him, is just only going to do give him, you know, work in his favor in terms of target competition and everything. I like Renfro, but Renfro's Renfro. He's not enough to be like, oh, I'm going to be right. running at Adams. Yeah. Adams should command a high enough target share. You'll be fine. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, Adams. <laughs> I, I, I heard a story last night that he and Derek Carr, so you know how everyone makes a big deal like when quarterbacks go out to breakfast with their wide receivers, that he and Derek Carr, I guess, almost died on the whitewater rafting trip in college together. <laughs> so I'm like, if that, like, if we want to build, like, fake narratives that really show the bond of a player, right? Like, you know, almost dying on a whitewater <laughs> rafting trip, that that's wide receiver one right there, right? I mean, we have to be buying into all these narratives because that's what everyone likes to do, especially right before the season. But we're all we're all in on Adams then, right? We're all cool taking yeah. him for late we're first, fine. early second. Yep. Yeah. All right. That was an easy one then. All right. Let's see if I can't divide you guys again. Dawson Knox. Kevin, do you buy or sell that Dawson Knox is a top seven tight end this season? Mm, no, uh, it's hard. I don't I'm not buying I I think he's a top 12, but I don't think he's a top seven. Like, if I was going to put Doss Knox, I do think that he'll be fine. I think where he's getting drafted right now is probably pretty fair. Um, I think that – I know we hear all the touchdown stuff. I think that he could be the second target getter on that team. I'm not a Gabriel Davis guy, so that's kind of where my bias lies. I think Dawson Knox could do well this year based on that. I would find mm-hmm. him at – I think I have him at tight end 11 right now, so that's probably where I would put him. So I'd sell. All right. Akash? Yeah, like um, like Kevin said, everyone says a touchdown thing. Like he was, he was he was twentieth uh, amongst tight ends in targets last year. I mean, he was just not. He wasn't good last year, but he did have a very high touchdown rate, yeah. and still didn't crack the top seven tight ends. And so, when you expect that to come down, like uh, you know, even if he's playing with a great quarterback, like we saw with Robert Tanyan, you're still going to see his touchdown rate go down. Uh, most right. likely, that's the most likely outcome, and so. I would definitely sell him being a top seven tight end, unless you even with expect the extension, his talent to change. Like yeah. the extension, the money nothing. doesn't make the player great. You know, <laughs> I'm not buying it. So, oh man, I don't know. I'm a big follow the money guy. Like wherever the money goes, I find that like targets usually go and points come from. Like sometimes I get burned Hell on yeah. that, but Johnny I feel Smith. like yeah, that was the Johnny Smith thing last year. Yeah, right. But but Hunter Henry also got paid. And he did get the targets and the touchdowns, so he wound up paying off. I, some of us, like me, picked the wrong Patriot player, uh, but I, I think mean, for, I think for me, I just saw the talent 
Like mm-hmm. if, if yeah. they're talented and they're going to get paid fine. Like I was Hunter Henry was talented when he got paid. John, yeah. John Hunter Smith Henry got paid upside. and then did the same thing he did for yeah. his entire career so far. John yeah. Smith yeah. was always a maybe. Then he got paid and then he continued to be a no. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, that's that was a, hard. That's a struggle. Like with Dawson, he's fine. Like he's a fine tight end. I just I I I worry he had nine touchdowns last year. He's definitely probably not going to have that again. If he goes up and targets, great. Um, but I do think they brought in guys like Cleo Shakur is good from Boise State, Isaiah McKenzie from the slot. Like there are a lot of target competition in that area. Davis Diggs is going to have a hell of a year. I think Diggs might have his best season. So you bring all oh, that wow. together, then we're like, okay, how how where is these targets going to come from? Can he earn them? And I I don't know. I think it's I think he's got to score touchdowns to be relevant. Yeah, definitely. I I certainly believe he's going to score touchdowns mainly because I have Josh Allen projected to throw a lot of them, uh, and. I think that honestly, Dawson Knox, he is my tight end seven. Uh, and I do have him up near the double digit mark on touchdowns. So um, I really do believe in the talent. I think, I actually think he's good. He's pretty athletic. He's a big bodied athletic guy. I think they'll find the ways to use him a lot more than people think. Um, but that, that was our buy or sell segment. And we're moving right on into our next segment, which is. So it is officially week one. This does air on a Saturday, which means people can listen in and then tune their lineups for it. Um, that's the way I designed it, and that's the way it seems to be executed. So we are going to start. Kevin, are you comfortable? That's the key. Are you comfortable starting these guys? Are you comfortable starting Jameis Winston week one against Atlanta, or are you looking for other options? Oh, no, I'm all in on Jameis this year. I think he yes. could be a very good fantasy yes. option. I mean, I'm comfortable with it. Like, if you're – I don't think in a 12-team league you're probably going to start Jameis just based on ADP, but I think I would if I if I had to. Let's say you waited a while and you had it. They improved. They got a lobby there. If Thomas comes back, I don't know what the hell's going on with Michael Thomas, but if Michael Thomas, it seems like he's on track to play based on all the reports I saw today when I was doing some research um, – if those if those weapons are there against a porous Atlanta defense, I mean, yeah, I'll take the shot and maybe he'll come out. And he was very efficient last year before he had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. There's not, I mean, he could have three or four touchdowns this game just based on the defense, based on game script. So I, I'm all aboard the Winston train. I, I would, I feel like I'd be comfortable starting to if I have to. I love it. Yeah, the the thing about uh, like in a 12 team one QB league, I don't think you're going to be starting him. I, yeah, that that's the thing for me. So I would probably have him as a sit but i don't know i guess if you're really desperate then chase the projections and the vegas lines and so i don't know so you're but not the way that the way i do out. start sit decisions is basically your name steve and it's by committee i just go off of what everyone else says and projections on sleeper <laughs> but uh um... but yeah, that's one way uh, to do it. I mean, honestly, like there's a bunch of experts being paid to project this. Like, it's probably not the worst strategy in the world to be like, I'm just putting my highest projected lineup out there and whatever happens, yeah, pretty happens. Pretty much. Because there's a lot of weekly variants, you know. I don't know. We're not that good at this on a week to week basis. We can barely get half the things right on a year to year basis. Uh, if I get half the things right on a year to year basis, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Uh, all right. How about Chase Edmonds against New England? We comfortable with him or we looking elsewhere for a for a starter? Yeah, I'm comfortable with him. He should lead the running backs in uh receptions and carries and have a good role. Uh especially if you're if you uh had your team more of a 
zero RB builder, hero RB build, and he's your RB two. Definitely, I'd feel comfortable with it. I have some teams out there like that. Sure. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, no, I think um, for this week, I'm just checking my rankings right now. I have my running back 24. I mean, I'm comfortable with that, but, and he's my running back two in a lot of leagues, uh, just based on that upside from the passing game. I think he fits the system really well. I broke down the the Dolphins when I was doing some stuff for football guys this summer over like who you would want. And Edmonds really profiled well for me just based on what they're trying to do. I think he looks really good um, in their, in their rushing attack. And then also, you know, I think Tua will find him kind of like a cost that I think that he will have the targets. He's going to lead that backfield in targets. If he finds the end zone better, but in PPR leagues, he should get you 10 to 12 pretty safe floor. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Chase Edmonds for me, I'm, I'm actually really, really high on Chase Edmonds for some reason. Uh, just the numbers added up to the fact that I'm at like a top 15 running back for the season. Um, so I really, really like what Chase Edmonds, if he stays healthy in that offense, he's the pass catching guy. He's going to be the primary run, uh, running back, like rusher. And uh, McDaniels is, a, is that his name? McDaniels has already said that he wants to get the ball, run the ball 30 times a game. Uh, I think Chase Edmonds is a really, uh, really good option. I can't, Help but feel like I screwed that guy's name up, but I'm moving on. Uh, Akash, Nico Collins against Indianapolis. How do we feel? No, not in on the player as a talent, or I don't know. Oh, we're just out altogether on Nico Collins. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. He hasn't shown anything that he is good from college production to NFL rookie production. Yeah, I, hey, me, see, me and Akash actually agree a lot. I don't know, like, he always yells at me on Twitter. I was smart, say, Kevin. I would just, I mean, to me, like, <laughs> I've been out, I'm out on Nico for everything, like, even as a Michigan guy. Like, you know, I think that that offense, I think, is going to be very bad this year. I am not a Davis Mills guy either. I think he's he's drastically overrated. I think that rushing attack is going to be struggle. They're not even starting Donovan Green, who they drafted in the first round, um, or second round, excuse me, the guard. Um, and I, I just feel like that offense is going to take a huge step back. I, the only guy I really want is Brandon Cooks, just because he's the wide receiver one. I think he's going to get targeted. Nico struggles at everything. Separation, I think he can, get, he can score touchdowns if they throw it up and he gets it, but it's such a volatile play. Like, just based on my weekly rankings right now, he's in my 58. That's Whoa. how far down he is. Yeah, yeah so that's pretty just much. Like, that's, just that's like a save. Drop him. Yeah, yeah, I'd feel comfortable with that. Like, if I'm in a 12-teamer, like, home league redraft, I'd drop a Nico for any backup running back on waivers. Wow. Wow. So that's, I feel like Nico Collins is quickly becoming a Twitter darling, like very fast. Yeah. Like, because Twitter likes players who are tall. Anything, anytime that happens, you just fade. Like anytime yeah, guys go definitely. like that, trust me, if you're on fantasy Twitter, you fade as fast as you can because they fall in love with the profile, but they don't understand. And I don't even know what his profile is because his profile is not very good. Akash could probably tell you that. Like, I don't know where we got into Nico Collins is good. Um, and I'm not sure where we're, where we're falling out, especially this week. I think he's got a tough matchup against Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stars are uh, the opposite of aligning. So <laughs> it's, I've seen it like a lot actually to the point that I'm like, man, do I have him ranked too low? Cause it's just everywhere that like get Nico Collins, get Nico Collins, get Nico Collins. You're about to miss out on Nico Collins. And I'm like, what did I miss last year that had Nico Collins like this high up in everyone's rank? Like, is it because he's tall? Like, is that it? Like, he's, he's on his Brian team? Edwards arc. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's a rough arc to be on. That's that's sad. Um, it lines up. It does line up. It absolutely lines up. You said that, and it's true. Um, all right. How about one more start? Sit 
Cole Komet against San Francisco. Kevin, start us out. Yeah, I think you. I mean, if you drafted him, you probably draft him top twelve. And regardless if you think that's a good um, decision or not, he's got he's going to have the targets. I think. Like, I don't think Cole's. I don't really think any tight end matters after the first four anyway. But I mean, you're going to look for targets, and I always look for my tight ends to be the second guy on the roster that can have the most targets in a game. And I think he could be that. I think Mooney and him could be there. And can he score a touchdown if you're drafting that late? So I don't hate this. I don't hate it because I do think that the Niners will probably whoop the Bears' ass. So you're looking at a game script of probably passing a lot on the Chicago Bears side. So like I, I'm okay starting him. That you're probably going to have to based on where you draft him anyway. Yeah, definitely. Like it's tough. I don't love the player, but you know where you drafted him and in that sea of mid tight ends, you know, I guess, you know, might as well start him. See if he gets like five catches for 50 yards or something. That's and the token that's special. Yeah. That's, no, he doesn't score touchdowns. Gotta, someone's got to catch passes, right? Like out there in Chicago, it's going to be Mooney and him probably. That's why. So like for me personally, like if I'm looking at it from a, even a dynasty perspective, which I do a lot of, like this is my last year with Komet because he's going to get targets. Probably this is the only year he's going to earn those targets just based on he has to. Like he's going yeah. to just get them because of who they have in that roster. And so for me, yeah, redraft, yeah, I'll take him. The dynasty, I'm going to get rid of him after this year. Once he has a few good games, Twitter blows it up, I'll move him. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I have him at like tight end nine. So it's not. Yeah, he's, he's down. Fine. Yeah. Like he's fine. He's fine. He's not exciting at all. Um, I'm not super excited about Cole Komet. I am super excited about Darnell Mooney, though. Love that guy. I think he's going to have a huge year. Even if it's just volume, I just I kind of have to roll in and uh, I'll roll him right out there. So I'm a big fan. All right. Well, we've got we've come to the part of our show that has nothing to do with fantasy football, but has to do with you as people, which I'm very excited about. First off, I want to throw congratulations to both of you. Kevin, you won the Tags Award uh, this year at the um, Fantasy Football Expo. Congratulations on that. That's a huge, huge honor and absolutely deserved in every way, shape, or form. Uh, I've watched, I've like followed you for a few years because I haven't been that active on Twitter that long, but you've absolutely earned every accolade you've ever gotten and will ever get. And I'm just very impressed with how you go about it. Um, so, congratulations on that. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Tag's a great guy. And, you know, unfortunately, he's not around anymore. He's not with us. But um, I'm just hoping that, you know, I, I hope that I'm able to make him proud for getting it and just trying to do my best out here in the fantasy space, which is definitely it's definitely a little harder than what people think it is. It's it's definitely harder than people think it is. And like this community really seems to have rallied uh, around tags and then around you to some degree when you won that award, it was really cool to see the response and everything like that. And it's stuff like that that really makes this fun, right? Like that's what makes this all worthwhile, right? As we we're yeah. talking about a game within a game. Uh, but if you're bringing like joy and like light to people and kindness, I mean, and then some sort of education, I guess on the game, then you're doing it right. So uh, very well deserved Kevin and Akash. You reached 10,000 followers and finally posted your face on Twitter for the world to see, which was uh, a funny little bet. But that's amazing. Yeah. 10,000 followers. Thank you. And yeah, my face has been out there, but Luke was Luke saw Hook pressuring me to make it my profile pick. I finally caved. Said I yeah. could do it when I hit 10K. And I'm very grateful to be uh, to have that mark. Yeah, I think it's, again, very earned, very... Um, I've, Followed you since I've been on Twitter too. Uh, I've had both of you on the show 
has been very surreal for me because I've I've watched you both like for years now and kind of like sat in the background with my like 10 followers for a year um and then kind of came to this so i'm really excited that you guys are here but i want to know a little bit more about you guys so this is a rapid fire q a keep it short sweet and to the point because we got thursday night football to watch finally so akash i'll start with you ready all right and we'll just jump who's your favorite artist or band right now um, right now I'd say Playboy Cardi. Kevin? I was going to show my age, but Red Hot Chili Peppers will always be my favorite band. Oh, I like that. Kevin, what is what is a useless talent you have? I'm very good at pickleball. Pickleball is the most underrated sport <laughs> out there, and I will whoop some butt in pickleball. Pickleball is my I favorite I love pickleball. Sport. That's a great game. Yes, yes it is. Gosh, what's your, what's your useless um, talent? Fantasy football. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really weird, but running Subway Surfers without collecting any coins. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, Chocolate. It's basic, but it's basic. I don't know. I like it. Uh, so there's a running joke on Twitter because I hate ice cream. But if I had to eat ice cream, it would be chocolate chip cookie dough. Hell yeah. Okay. Ha, wait good. a minute. Can I change my answer? <laughs> yeah, sure. You want chocolate chip cookie dough too? No, I do. Yeah. All right, cool. That's your, that's your both. Your, wait a minute. Why do you hate ice cream? I just thought I, I, the texture to me. I'm not a big, that's why I need like the cookie dough in it. Like I need like <laughs> something there. I'm not a, I'm not a big dessert guy. I eat cheesecake. Cheesecake's pretty much the only dessert that I like. Okay. All right. Damn, Cheesecake's bro, really good. Crazy. All right. Kevin, what, what emoji do you use the most often? Oh, probably, uh, I was looking at this, uh, either the poop emoji, just cause it's <laughs> shitty, the, the, the poopy takes I see, or, uh, or the fist bump. The fist bump probably is my number one. How are you, Akash? Um, for me, it's, it's like, uh, this. Oh, yeah. Or the laughing, or the crying, or the wink. That's, I don't know. I'm just, I just use emojis to convey vibes, so. It's all about the vibes. Yeah. Uh, I think my most used one is like that sideways laughing, crying emoji. That's like he's one. like he's like tilted. I don't yeah. know why I like that one over the one that's like straightforward. Probably because I'm not straight. Um, and that's how I roll. So, all right, Kevin, what is your favorite random fact that you know? Uh, I have a couple, but my favorite one probably Australia is wider than the moon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I teach history and geography and stuff. So yeah, I always throw out these little tidbits. But yeah, I Australia, didn't know that. No, I mean like that's crazy. Australia is wider than the moon. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's that is crazy. Cool. Um, mine would be that dogs can't spit. I don't know why I know it, but I do. That is a I'm, weird one to know. That's I actually do know why I know it. And it's super meta because my brother is watching this dumb TV show where they have to know random facts. And that was the random fact that someone knew. So now I know that random fact. The <laughs> first one that came into my mind. That's amazing. All right. Last question. Ready? I didn't put this one on there. Akash, start us off. Who wins tonight? Bills or Rams? Um, Bills. Kevin? I'll take the Bills. My I'll take the Rams. Rams. I'll take the Rams and go against the group guys thank you so so much for coming out this has been an absolute blast i'm sorry i sounded like garbage i am probably just dying of covid again 
Uh, but anyway, that'll do it for us here this week. Please make sure to like, share, give everyone here a follow on Twitter, comment on this podcast, let us know your thoughts, be a part of the community, and get in on the action. Thank you to Akash and Kevin. Ben, thank you for the music and to Triple Play for hosting the show, welcoming me in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Bell cow running backs are great, but fantasy is meant to be played in a committee. Here at Fantasy by Committee, we believe that it is never goodbye. It is just till next time, guys. So thank you, and I will see you next time. Have a great night, guys.